0: Seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland, and uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, well, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic.
1: Hello, and welcome <laughs> to the Biden Celtic podcast, the daily Biden Celtic podcast. My name is Logan Stonegan, and I'm joined. Today, as I'm joined every day by my good pals, Mr Remy McSwain and Mr Paul Thompson. Remy, how you doing, pal?
2: Uh, I'm I'm very good. Um and I just just before we start, um I know we've got quite a lot of guys listening from the NHS and I just wanted to say I've my flat's in Broomhill, Hill, um and I've got a dedicated car park space and I'm willing to offer it to end in the NHS at the QUH, and they can park for free and they just walk to their work from there if they want it.
1: I'm taking that so a wee bit of a dig in it,
3: is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but they can only park when it, on days when it's pouring rain, so they have to walk three miles to get to the work. It's,
2: it's not it's not available to the British Army. I can confirm that. But NHS workers, the, uh
1: Paul, can you explain what he's going on about in case people think we're taking the piss here?
4: I think it may be some oblique reference to the very kind offer by Club 1872 to uh, to to allow the Rangers car park, which is lying empty on a daily basis anyway, to be used free by NHS police and army, uh, despite the fact there's not an NHS facility within two miles of Ebrox. But uh, good of them anyway.
1: Aye. Uh, Anyway, uh, back on the saddle again, boys. Uh, We are. It's getting it's getting thin. Uh, if you haven't, it's it's getting as thin as Remy, Paul. There you go. That's how thin it's getting. The um the we had a good show yesterday, Paul. Uh, we got dumped you obviously, and we got uh, Kieran Canning in. Uh, really good. Hi. Cheers for that. It's getting really really slim pickings. It was good when you were the one yesterday though. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the no he was really good kieran good good lad uh afp's football correspondent great job actually if you're uh young free and single and love your football oh phenomenal job anyway i was just moaning there well we put it up quite late so maybe yeah uh, you haven't heard it if you haven't heard it i would go and listen really good stuff kieran was chatting about the uh paul he was chatting about the well you're 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 freelance as well i mean it's for freelance workers this is a troubling times all the football all the football writers you know they're in the same boat I mean well a lot of them are freelancers just live from yeah. game to game it's, it's brutal stuff isn't it yeah it's,
4: it's pretty grim and uh, depending on your the, the walk of life that you're involved in it's uh, you, either things are slimming down as they're in my industry or they're just completely died overnight as it has done for a lot of people uh understandably and yeah, I think uh, I listened to what Kieran was saying about the football writer industry quite quite keenly yesterday because it did reflect quite a lot of experience of my friends and uh, some colleagues as well that have that have just seen work that was, you know, on the horizon, completely disappear overnight, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, globally, wherever you're listening to this one, if you're in that situation, then. Hopefully your government are helping you more than the UK government have helped us so far but I believe that's about to change we shall see
1: oh is that right are they going to bring in some um, tomorrow uh, tomorrow's the rumour supposedly going yeah I, so it'll be money for freelance workers
4: well I don't know they've not they've outlined what it'll be we'll find out tomorrow but I think they're, they're going to put they've said they're going to make sure that everybody's looked after so uh, hopefully there'll they'll, be something that can resemble the you know positive stuff they've done for PYE workers in the UK, so and I think a number of other countries have already either tackled or are in the process of tackling the same issue. So, you know, good luck to the freelancers. Uh,
1: the uh, I know it's a football Celtic football podcast, but just uh, over in the states, uh, the the uh, Congress party are, are on the cusp. They've agreed a bill that will be passed by the Senate and the uh, uh, House of Representatives. Uh, it's a two-trillion-dollar bailout for the U.S. economy, uh, but the, one of the big way of this, one of the big sticking points was that uh, there was a there's a 500 billion uh, discretionary b- discretionary bailout fund, and it was a big sticking point. Uh, and Trump says the other day, I- I'll be in charge. I- I'll be in charge of that." Can you imagine that corrupt scumbag being in yeah. charge of giving away 500 million?
2: Anyway. That- any tells and golf courses getting
4: oh. their fingers into the uh, any of that? Listen, if you're a small business and manufactures gold tap fittings for toilets, you're yeah. about to see a boom.
1: The, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, but anyway, so uh, good, good on uh, Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats, and in, in the Senate, and Nancy saying <laughs> Hang on, no chance. So uh, they've, it's been redrawn, and now the 500 billion bailout. Well, there's some sort of committee will oversee it, or some ombudsman. But there's a specific clause in it: no money will be given to Trump businesses, <laughs> or you know. So that's, I mean, that's one cheery note on this morning. Uh, anyway, so at least uh, the governments appear to be. It is amazing, though, Paul, isn't it? For years, you. Know, you know, tight monetary policy. Here we are in the Bidenites talking about monetary policy, but you know these big right-wing governments are. Oh, there's no money for this. We can't do that. We can't. You know, and lo and behold, when when push comes to shove, there's plenty. Sh- push comes to shove, there's plenty of money available.
4: Aye, well that that's the thing. It's that's how global commerce works. It's all smoking mirrors anyway. So you're just you're just redistributing the smoke. So you know, from my perspective, it's it's you know it's terrible what the world's going through just now, but economically. You know, a lot of it's a sort of manufactured business anyway, and it's manufactured for the interest of uh, certain individuals around the world. So, yeah, yeah, it's good to see the government's taking the responsibilities seriously in that respect. But you'd like to see them do more for individuals rather than corporations. Um,
1: That's
4: that's the socialist aspect of the podcast, there.
1: Right, over and done. Right, we'll move on to the football. The Celtic. Thanks
2: uh, to tonight's special guest, Mr. T. Sheridan, for his uh, (laughs)
1: The uh, um, Solid, com-
2: solidarity comrade, uh,
1: the uh, the anyway, on to the football, uh, Celtic. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, spend a bit of time talking about the uh, Celtic uh, FC social media output.
2: <laughs> well, there's 20 seconds killed, bring
4: back
1: pets in the hoops, uh, the. Well, the daily quiz is up. Apparently, I think I did it yesterday. I think I, I can't remember how many I got. It wasn't that many, uh, but literally not... before the end, uh, what I did see actually, this is I, there was a highlights package of the two thousand and four game in Barcelona, and 0 nil. David Marshall, uh, you both of you were at that game. Give me your quick memories of that night, Rem. Uh
2: well we got Gurd um, and the goalkeeper saved as a hammer to be honest uh, his, his finest game uh, made him look as if he was going to be a fantastic keeper for us sadly it didn't turn out to be the case but he certainly was fantastic that night in the back four in midfield and Larson they all worked their socks off to keep us in the game uh, I had a good laugh at the end because I think we had about a minute injury time to go I knew we were going to get through and yeah uh, I was sitting in with the Barcelona fans because Celtic fans were all over the stadium that time and uh, I got the white hanky out and waved it and uh,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Barcelona fans in front started laughing so I got away with it.
1: <laughs> the uh, uh, Paul, you were there, what was it like? What was the, what was the trip like?
4: Uh, it was it was a good trip, actually That was one of the ones I did the official club trip So one one of the few that I did Where you you know, you know fly out for Glasgow Airport In the morning of the game, you get bussed in And get left in the town for, for Six hours or so to, to wreak havoc So uh, we'd, we'd had a few beers By the time the game came around. But I've got a couple of Biden memories One was it was absolutely freezing I remember that, it was, it was bitterly cold And we were up in the uh, the top tier where they stick their away fans right in the sort of furthest corner, uh, opposite where the the TV position is. But my end of the game story was we we my mate and I were, were sort of going crazy celebrating the final when We turned round and Bobo Baldi was standing right behind us. So he had be obviously had been suspended. So he was uh, he'd watched the game up. We I think it was maybe his brother or his pal. Uh, they'd watched the game in amongst the Celtic fans right up in the 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 top tier where so. I've got a, a couple of really blurry pictures of the three years at the final whistle, but that was that was a nice moment. Uh, he was like roasting; he had a big puffer jacket on, or either that, or it was like skin tight, and it was just his muscles showing through. Um, here, think
2: just... I think that, that was the first time I'd been at the new camp, and what a dump! Oh, um, aye. And I. And I dread to think what it was like, what it's like now, because that's what sixteen years ago it was is a, a shithole, a horrible stadium. Um, I was there
1: last year. Uh it's uh well the outside I've kinda done up the outside, you know, the big club shop and the the forecourt and forecourt whatever it's called. Uh, so that the kind of outside's been tarted up a little bit, but inside it's uh yeah, it's uh very, very, very old fashioned. If you go to you know, the Alliance or Tottenham or Wembley, I mean it's just it's uh it's a uh, yeah, it needs to be mowed down and replaced, although that will be happening anytime soon. Here I'm just looking at the Barcelona team. Uh, but Ronaldinho uh, was subbed uh, after 88 minutes by uh, over Overmars <laughs> that's not bad is it?
2: Uh, Agat had him in his pocket
1: is that right? who uh, had Overmars or, or
2: Ronaldinho? Agat did a great job in Ronaldinho that night Um,
1: uh, Xavi was playing as well God um, Koku Puyo Valdez and goals. What a performance! What a result, eh?
4: Aye, ah, it was it was some like I mean, the David Marshall performance will, will live on. But uh, we actually could have. We had a couple of chances that night yeah. as well. Bizarrely, with with we a
1: couple of chances on the break. I think Larson had two yeah. really good chances. Larson he, did. He, yeah. Could they put them away? Here. Uh, anyway. I'll, I'll, but the other, the other thing I noticed from the the video was uh, the the
2: ground looked half empty.
1: Rem. I I think
2: they knew they were going to lose. They they weren't the they weren't the Barcelona they became a the, the couple of years after that. They they hadn't they didn't win the league that year or so they weren't they weren't the, the great Barcelona team. That was you know that was the next one we beat.
1: What was Mota sent off for?
2: You remember? Was the the first leg. Leg. That was the first leg, he oh, was, was fighting it? in the tunnel. Oh, oh
1: that's right. Somebody told us that story.
4: Well apparently the story was it wasn't it was Baldi that hit him. Uh, Baldy hit someday and, and Mota went chasing after him, but uh, it was Rob Douglas that got caught in the middle, and the referee thought that Rob Douglas had thrown the punch. So, uh, pity it p- couldn't have been the semi final against Boa Vista.
1: Um Anyway, here, uh, I'll give you a chance to talk about Barcelona. There's a lot of movement today on uh, clubs uh, at trying to curtail their spending. Uh, Barcelona, it was reported the other day they were looking for 25% pay cuts, now it's uh, 70% pay cuts to Barcelona. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen, who narrowly defeated uh, Espanyol uh, the other week, um, th- their players, management, coaching staff, everybody giving back their uh, wages. We don't want our wages just now. Use it to pay, you know, club employees or whatever. Uh, I don't. There's a few things I think. I think Birmingham have gone to uh, for not asked, basically imposed fifty percent pay cuts on the players, coaching staff. Uh, Leeds United are t- trying to negotiate to defer wages. Uh, do you think that you can see that c- coming a bit more? Uh, do, you, what, do you think that that kind of stuff might happen to Celtic? Anybody? Rem?
2: Uh, I can't see it happening. Well, it depends how long it goes on. I mean, if it's if it goes on more than, say, three months, then I suppose the big thing for Celtic is what they're going to do with the season ticket money. Um, you know, there's a deadline on the 1st of May, which I think in current, conditions is unrealistic so they're not going to get the, the massive inflow of season ticket money in the next month or so that they would normally get but you know if it goes on more than three months they would maybe need to look to do something but right now no there isn't Um,
1: mm-hmm. It's an interesting uh, thing Paul, You know, what should uh, how should a club like Celtic behave should we be pushing season tickets uh, and a new kit, I mean I saw, I mean I know it's the only year United but they're pushing hard they put the launch a new strip last week i think and mm-hmm. uh, season ticket sales you know as a way of uh, i guess a club's attitude is hang on a minute everybody's financially strapped uh, we're okay we're we're not going to be putting pressure on people to to make contributions to the club in whatever ways they, they usually do right now anyway
4: okay. yeah I, th- I think the there was a bit of a bit of discomfort a few weeks ago in hindsight maybe you know, likes of myself on Twitter was a little bit unfair because I just thought they'd gone too early. I thought that it was quite, it seemed a bit cynical with the the, the season ticket launch this year because it went out something like three weeks or two and a half weeks before it normally does, Where a closing date about two or three weeks before it normally closes. And, uh, you know, hindsight, there's possibly been a little bit of contingency planning in there, but. It just left left me feeling a little bit uncomfortable, uh, given you know what people have subsequently had to go through. I think this is maybe the time for for the club to be innovative and think about, you know, I know marketing is a sort of dirty word at this time, but even marketing are kind of human face. So if they are going to look for season ticket money, look at doing it a bit more innovatively. Maybe look at spreading out the instalment plan, doing it in a way that doesn't involve huge financial you know, markups for people. I know they've got a reasonably cheap credit scheme just now where a supplier, but, you know, there's maybe better ways of doing that as well. So uh it's a tricky one because, you know, we want the club to you know to, to thrive as much as it can through what's a pretty horrible time, but equally you've got to be cognizant of the fact that people just don't have the money to spend and there's too much uncertainty. We talked about self employed people, we talked about, you know, employed people, even at Eighty percent of your salary does that. You know that probably takes away the twenty percent that that some people might, you know, not everybody, but some people might have to spend on luxuries like football. And, and football is a luxury. Let's let's face it.
2: I agree with that, Paul. I agree. And the other thing I would say is, you know, you've been asked. I think my season ticket next year's. I'm going to say six hundred and thirty pounds. It's something like that, right? That's based on a, a thirty-eight game league. We don't know how many games the league's going to be next year so i think it's a bit unfair yeah. to uh, to put in place a, a season ticket when you don't actually know what your season's going to look like and when it's going to start yeah and, um, and
4: that as cats 22 because for, you know all the all the reasons we've just listed is, is is right in terms of why the club need to rethink it but equally from a club perspective uh, and I think we've all got enough experience the uh, business to understand that they'll have budget forecasting, they've got wages to pay we get all that and there'll be trigger points around that where they'll need cash flow, so it's striking the balance between that, if they're going to come out to fans, they need to they need maybe come out with a, a slightly softer package and also almost kind of make it you know, this is to help us as opposed to here's your here's your greats, you know, buying opportunity people
1: the uh, and all that sounds fair enough, Paul. Uh, I, I fully expect the club would do the right thing because they usually do, uh, with a few exceptions. But, but, but as fans, then we have to recognise that, you know, if the club are giving supporters a break on season tickets and season ticket payment schemes and all that, you know, we can't be mourning when we don't go out and buy twelve twelve million pound right backs yeah. or left backs and
4: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that. I know you you guys had a good discussion with Kian about that last night. I, I think we need to be you know, football generally, but Celtic fans specifically, and because it's Celtic fans who will be listening to this, we are going to have to be realistic, and and that is going to involve uh, at least probably a year if no longer of everybody getting back on their feet and getting back to some sense of normality once this all stops. So that whole thing around you know the the, the kind of Debate between well, we've got all this money in the bank, why are we not spending it? And you actually look at where we are, and again, I don't mean this in any sort of pre planned way, but if you think if we hadn't had that money in the bank, the situation that we're in now is bad enough. But without that money in the bank, you're Rangers, you know. So
2: you have got to strike the balance as a company. I think we still have a 30 million overdraft facility which we don't use, yeah. So Um, you know. We, we do have we could borrow i mean I know you don't I know they don't want to but they could to get them through an emergency so i mean I, th- I think three months if they can sit for three months with no issues I think after that they would i mean how how do you trigger the say the adidas payment the first payment from adidas if the this season's no paid uh, finish yet? finish it so there's there's all these sort of complications but uh, you know we'll, we're well managed, we've got cash and we can get through. For a wee while without panicking. Uh,
1: again, I know we gets pelters. Well, not from me, but from you, Remy. But uh, Peter Lawwell uh, once again a good steward. No,
2: can't can't have that. I mean, he he he, he struck it lucky. He, he, there's no way he kept that money back because he he predicted a global pandemic. Ah,
1: come on, but well, again, but we are well set for for when the the you you know the storm comes and regardless of what the storm is. Uh, we are we've he's we're well set to well certainly in a, in a certain Scottish context we are uh, and even in a European I think context
2: if, uh, he he probably was the first wage cut I'd put in but there you go the, the
4: the one thing that I think the club does deserve credit for and and I, I, I can't actually remember if we talked about this or not but I know they came out quite early and told all staff uh, non-playing staff and uh, non-contracted staff so effectively your match day hospitality type people who you know stewards and all that as well as the people who work at Celtic Park in Lennox day day to day I think they all got told early that their wages would be met in full and uh, regardless of whether they were required to work or not so I think that was you know they deserve a bit of credit for that because that will have taken some uncertainty away for for a number of people it's obviously good to see them sort of fulfilling their moral and their financial obligations so i think when you're here you're hearing that many companies who aren't doing that just now so so that one was quite reassuring
2: when i heard that uh, yeah you, i gave you that. that paul 100 percent.
1: yeah uh so well done there again uh, also i noticed well we uh, we uh, celtic donated one hundred and fifty thousand to charitable causes through the foundation i think i uh, was the other day i saw man united and man city jointly uh, did a, a similar kind of thing for 100 grand i was just like, really. Uh, but then I was about to slaughter those who then, lo, lo and behold, I think Pep Guardiola has do, uh, donated a million euros. Is that right? He's donated
2: a million euros and euros Espanol of uh, den- donated two uh, five litre cartons of hand sanitizer. <laughs> I was about to ask, what, you talking about the real Espanol or, or the donated? No, no, no that's, what, that's what they donated. And they, and they were giving them for free. Are you kidding me on? No.
4: Have you not seen the video? No. The, the, the actually the, no. the the multimedia team made a video and put it up on the no, website. You're oh. now
1: taking the piss out of me no, no chat. No, seriously. <laughs> We're not. We're not. Mark Cately.
4: So so it starts with Mark Hately coming out with two big containers, you know, five-litre containers, one in each hand. Uh, there's there's a meme developed where he's they've, they've cut and pasted Mark Hately and put him into all scenes in history. So he's walking along behind the tank in Tiananmen Square, and all that. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, but it actually probably, well, undoubtedly cost them more to produce the video than it did to donate the the hand wash.
1: I'm not having that. Right, no, oh, it's, no. true. it's
4: absolutely true. <laughs> I I will I will dig it up and I'll put it up in the Twitter feed when we're finished.
1: Right, okay. Uh, the uh, did you see the Hugh Burns video yesterday, Paul? That was brilliant. That's <laughs> brilliant. Eh? Oh man, alive. <laughs> Here, uh, so that's all the uh, Celtic uh, attendant business. Uh, we'll just have a quick run through the papers. Uh, I get, I suppose the big the big story, the main story, I guess, uh, is Willie Miller basically saying that's enough. Uh, let's call the league. Uh, yeah, I was. Just, let me have a quick. Re- or, well, do we need to read? Are we in the business of reading that Willie Miller quotes on the Celtic podcast? Probably not. But uh, just to boil it, distill it down to its, uh, its uh, the main points. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for Hearts, they've had a well. Basically, but Kai Bosch the league. Uh, Celtic look look like they will have won the title regardless. Um, uh, but the unfortunately for Hearts, they had a poor season, are bottom of the Premiership. Uh, so they can get boosted, essentially says Willie. Um, what do you think of Willie Miller on the radio, Rem?
2: Uh, I, I only really hear him post game. Sometimes uh, he's all right. I mean, yeah. I, I think to be fair, he, he, I, I know that when we go to Petodre where you know the the unbiased BBC are usually about four Aberdeen fans in the studio, but. He, he usually admits it when we've given them a tanking. Um, I don't think he's uh, McInnes' biggest fan. Uh, he's all, he's all right. I mean, he was a fin- he was a phenomenal player. Um, he, he's not the worst in BBC Scotland. I'll say that for him.
1: I mean, I only asked a question because I think he's unbelievable. When it comes, to- I think he's on the board of directors at Aberdeen. And and when he's I asked. I don't think he is anymore. Is he, a,
2: is he not a club ambassador or something like that? But I mean, I'm, he, I'm no sure. he doesn't he used miss, to be the directors.
1: I mean, he doesn't miss and hit the wall when it comes to McInnes. I mean, he's so I, I always think that that's a pretty good. Uh, I'm not just being nice about him because he said this about the league. Uh, the, the whole point about Hearts is basically just telling Hearts to get to. Um, what do you think? I mean,
2: the, I, I agree because Hearts had their chance they the beat. The you know the last game that was played in Scotland before the shutdown, they were away. They were away to St Myrna on the Wednesday night. They won that. St Myrna would have been bought with a leak and they wouldn't have been moaning. Oh, that's right.
1: That one game, if that game had gone the other way, uh, we've never heard of uh, Ann Budge and her legal threats and all, all this kind of stuff. Uh, amazing. Paul Harts. You bow, because you'd be glad to see them go, wouldn't <laughs> you? <love> you? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be
4: devastated. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's a fair point that Miller's making, uh, and and it's good to see somebody for the Masonic Referee Fraternity come out and make it. Uh, so
3: <laughs>
4: the the uh, you know hearts have had you know it, it's unfair. It's 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 if you look at it from a you know a start of the season perspective, if if <laughs> none of us would want it to end this way, but it is getting to the ridiculous point now that you know the the ludicrous. Yeah, we'll we'll restart the end of April. We'll restart the end of May yeah it's no it's not restart at all. We're in a situation where clubs like celtic and and clubs like uh, you know that are at the European end of the the qualification side, they need to know what's going on. We need to know how we're planning for next season and what we're planning for. and uh, I, I do still think there's an option to to not delegate anybody, and that certainly takes the legal action thing away for for the SPFL if there's if they're at all worried about that. Uh, but I don't know what I'd do with the league next year I know, you, again, you talked about it last night with Kieran what a 14-team league might look like for a couple of years and I, I'd have no problem with that but equally I think it'd be quite funny if they get relegated
1: The uh, Well, t- three divisions of 14, 28 games then split the league into two and then six, what's that, 34 You could, or you could even go to 40, I guess you could maybe play each other twice after the split
2: Oh, yeah. no chance. How are we going to fit all that
1: in next year? Right. Okay. Well, there, there you go. Then two, 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 uh, two So twenty-eight plus six, thirty-four.
2: That's no, not. no, no, no. Y- y- that won't work either because you're you you're going to say that, right, and I and I and I'll be biased, right? We 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 would be due two home games against the Huns, and they'd only get one. It's, they're not going to go for that. Not a chance. The TV company won't go for it either. Right. Um. What what about what about three? You you play each
4: other three times and you you do a split with the gate money. I'm not saying a fifty-fifty split, but you you read at the moment the home team keeps the gate money, and that might take away some of the concerns about oh we only get two visits for for one half of the old firm and or, or what used to be the old firm, and uh, and one for the other, and it certainly might take away some of the sting. Uh,
2: well, I'd might... maybe I'd maybe consider that if they gave us decent ticket allocations. But that's, that's what I was going to say,
4: Chris. I think I think we're in a point for next season where we need to sort of think of the business model of Scottish football. You and I have been banging on on this for long enough about allocations at games and maybe that's the point that club chairman need to take on next year is we need to maximise our income for the next couple of years. So if that means that we're giving up an extra stand at games because we know, uh, touch wood, that the, the Celtic fans will be able to afford to, to go and do it, but we know that we, we would fill that Maybe that's the the what Scottish football needs for a couple of years is just a bit of let's let's collectively think about how we can get as much money into the game as we can.
1: Well, the only th- to me, Paul, I, I, it sounds well. Here's what I would say: you do the 28 games, you keep your gate money, then you go at the split and the six gate. You, you know, all the games post split, all the money's put in a pot and then divided equally. The only problem with that is I suspect that would be a Trojan horse for, uh, okay, that worked really well. Let's just share. Share uh, all gate monies 50 fifty fifty every game, and uh, frankly, uh, no
2: thank you. I'm not in the business of. Uh, no, I, I would be happy. I honestly would be happy for teams. like let's. Uh, I'll name them Motherwell and Hamilton for for example. If they come to Celtic Park and they sell more than a thousand tickets for talking sake, they keep the gate money for the excess. But these teams are rolling up with fifty and a hundred fans. You can't turn around and say well, we want half the gate money.
1: Well, exactly. Well, but my point is, any any solution that involves sharing gate money, it will be a Trojan horse. And I, I'm not in the business of subsidising Rangers. Not that I spend a lot. Of- well, we buy Celtic strips and whatever. Uh, and I, I would have bought Celtic TV, but I'm banned from buying Celtic TV. Apparently, Um the- not are
2: sign that? hotmail account then should
1: you well, there you go uh, The uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have revealed the Peter Lowell hotmail account uh, The uh, did you hear that Paul Kieran actually does have a, a hotmail account can you believe that <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. it's like the, the, I am legend the last man on earth with a hotmail account the um, uh, anyway that's, that's my fear about that but there has to be some um. kind of in, innovative uh, solution uh, we'll see what happens uh just a couple of more goofy things before we say i uh, i guess from the papers maybe we could do this uh the two numpties uh mark wilson the legendary manager of brecon who i think are 10 points <laughs> adrift at the bottom of the fourth division or whatever it's called uh and alex ray picked our team of the season bracket so far uh mark wilson's gone this is uh and uh well i want to so see what you can find it if you're that interested i'm sure you're not uh McGregor in goal, Barisic. Callum, Callum McGregor, right? Eh? Aye, Callum <laughs> McGregor in goal. So, McGregor, Frimpong, Ayer. Oh, by the way, a, a story kicking around, and this seems to come from the Italian end of Ayer, is definitely on the the radar, as they would say, of uh, AC Milan. They're looking at three different players, somebody from Leipzig, somebody from somewhere else, in Ayer are looking for a new centre-half. Uh, it's uh, the Celtic are asking for twenty. Are Celtic asking for twenty million? That, that must have passed me by. Uh, did we talk about this the other day? Ayer, would you be happy to see him go, Paul, for a decent
4: for twenty uh, million? I say, definitely. I, not, I wouldn't say happy to see him go, but uh, you know if he's you know if if, if Celtic can get you know a, a decent valuation for him. Then fair enough, but yeah, you know, I think he's a he's a good player, but as we talked about previously, many times he's by no means a finished article. Uh, and if he thinks he is, then he's mistaken.
1: i uh, here you'd so, sell him. You'd sell him, Rem. Yep. Yep. The uh so the uh Mark Wilson's team, McGregor and goal, Frimpong, Ayers, Julian, Barisic, McGregor, uh, Callum Cal McGregor, Scott Brown, Ryan Christie, get this. Scott Allen this is the playing in the, the ten, and Chris Burke in the, no. and Edward up front. I, I.
2: No. Nah.
1: Well, go on. and g- give me your team, Give me your
2: our, no wonder breaking at bottom.
1: <laughs> table. The team Aye. of eating
2: all the my goalkeepers Foster. And by obviously. miles, yeah. Uh, right back. You probably, if there were any, I, I couldn't name any decent right backs in the league that you would say you would hang your back your hat on. Yeah, uh, I can't. Even I, think I'm kind of struggling. Um, so our best right backs been you, you could argue between El Hamid and Frimpong. I think they've only played about ten games each. Yeah, so you can't. So that would get you in a season. I, I would. They'd be all Celtic players, bar Barisic. Yeah. Um, Paul.
4: Probably not going to be far off. I I, I, uh, I quite like the wee guy at Hearts, but I don't think he's had a great season. Uh, the wee left back, whatever Hickey. his name is, Hickey, Hickey. Yeah, I think uh, he's I, a good player. Uh, I just I don't think he's had a brilliant season though. Uh, so I think that's and that's possibly down to the way that, that Hearts are playing. Uh, there's a couple of okay players as you go through the division, but you know, there's, there's if you're talking, you know, in terms of quality, yeah, you know. An individual, that it's hard to see past their team. And I'm not just saying that with green tinted specs. I think genuinely we've got the best players in the league.
2: You could you could argue, if I was devil's advocate, that you could probably put a Livingston centre half in it just because of their defensive record at home. But, you know, they wouldn't be good players, but, you know, in your actual team of the year, just to take the green tinted specs off. But mo- most of the teams have gone backwards, bar Motherwell this year.
1: I would say Barisic left back. He's a he's a good he is a good player. He's just playing on a shite team. Um, I, I, yeah, Livingston centre half wouldn't be a wouldn't be a bad shot, especially if it was left sided. We don't this team of the year doesn't have a left sided centre back. I wouldn't have Scott Brown in. Sorry, uh, who does that? Alex Ray. Here's Alex Ray. Lad goals. Uh Tavernier right back.
0: All right.
1: Findlay at Kilmarnock, uh, and Julien as the centre half. Barisic on the left. His two fullbacks are the Rangers fullbacks. He needs to he needs to stop smoking. Uh, Callum McGregor and Campbell is that the mother the boy at Motherwell?
2: He's at Motherwell,
1: yeah. Uh, and then Forrest on the right. Who's Lawless? I don't know who Lawless is. I'll
2: be Livingston.
1: I'll be, and I think uh, is it Pittman? I think he's their best player. I really like Pittman. Really good little midfielder. And up front Edward and Morelis. How does Morelis get into any team? Hasn't he scored? He's about- a,
2: he's a pun, That's he's he's picking huns to you know, obviously going to pick the team he supports, even all their crap. I mean Tavernier doesn't even get in the Rangers team of the season. <laughs> Apparently he's on the
1: uh, my sources are telling me he's he's out, he's gone. He's getting he's uh, he's getting to blame, Tavernier. He can jump in his Lamborghini and drive back to Preston or Bolton Boat or
2: Vale or something Port like Vale well, it, it won't be anybody good
1: that's for sure The uh, Stuart Finlay is he left footed former Celtic Academy player is he left footed I, it... fin- I remember actually Finlay's an OK
4: player I mean, I mean it, was quite, it was quite a strange move he made remember he left us to go to Newcastle and then he came back up the road to, to Kilmarnock I think he's he's an OK player I've only seen him in the flesh, a couple of times, and he's not the paceiest, uh-huh. but uh he's—I think—he's pretty composed on the ball.
2: Would you have a have Clark, a Clark coached him pretty well? You know, he 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 really developed under Clark, uh, as did most Comanot players, to be fair. Um, uh, uh,
1: Anyway, that's probably uh, any other attendant. But what, what
2: have you been doing with yourself, probably, Paul? Uh, what about the uh, finances that uh, the Daily Record reported this morning?
1: Oh, what? What was that? Uh, no, I missed that. Go on. Oh, how are clubs
2: going to cope with the? um I, I know we've kind of done Celtic, but um, there's there's a team that you know are dwarfing Real Madrid and oh. Liverpool and Man United in Scotland that you haven't commented on.
1: Uh yeah, I saw
2: it. Who who wrote it? Oh, it's not our. Oh, it's uh, it's anonymous because I think it's the new correspondent Hans Christian Andersen's done it. Probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Good. Oh, Shall I read the uh, Again but I don't want any club To, you know I want all the clubs to Survive, I mean I want know.
2: every club to survive bar one
1: Really, you are so bitter Remy, you are so bitter uh, I,
2: No I, I just want the laughs again because there, There's complete denial About what's going on there And you know you read the. Their website. When uh, Hearts and Aberdeen say they're going to need to do something, it's like, ha, 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 look at them, and you think, well, you'll be about a week behind them with your announcement. I, I mean, uh, they haven't even issued their account yet. Uh,
1: the uh, believe it or not, the page won't load. I think the the internet said we're not we're not showing you this nonsense. Maybe what I, I, I think
4: the the, the crux of it was that everything's fine, everything's great, and they're getting that twenty million pound investment for the the. The mystery Japanese Twitter guy, and that's going to that's going to, you know, in the same article it was it was basically negative connotations about how long can Celtic's war chest last, and then you read down the page and it's pretty much uh, Rangers are on a cusp of a massive investment. So
3: yeah. deal with
2: have their, Celtic have put their season tickets out early to try and fill the coffers, whereas yeah. Rangers are waiting on a massive investment of twenty million you know, and which will be coming out at any time. And you're sitting going, there's a global pandemic on. The stock markets are in crisis and absolutely crashing. Nobody is going to throw twenty million at that. See that What,
4: you're, what you're meant to do when you you think of that twenty million, you need you know the, the Austin Powers, was who, who it Doctor <laughs> Evil with a finger in the mouth?
1: Twenty million dollars. <laughs> By the way, so we've been chatting here and just the user experience on the Daily Record website is just astonishing. It is so bad. Anyway, lo and behold, uh, we've got a couple of uh, financial experts, financial gurus on here. Here we go. Rangers, uh, Rangers have announced a drive of up to 20 million of fresh investment at the club in their last AGM in November. And while it's unclear what effect the world financial downturn will have on this hunt for cash, club insiders claim they are still on course to bring this money in. Record report, record sport revealed how wealthy Scottish funding investor Stuart and Japanese Twitter sensation Stuart Gibson was among several new backers, mostly from the Far East, ready to pony up ahead of the pandemic striking. The Ibrakes Club will have a waste bill in excess of thirty million, second only to Celtic, and in the short to medium term that isn't an issue, provided they bring in the promised investment. How is that not an issue in the short
2: to medium term? Well, it's the fact not that they the didn't mention mentioned it. It.
1: Yeah, sorry, they said they
2: were going to have a share issue before the end of March. They're, they're kind of running out of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not happening. Uh, for now, there is no panic. And Rangers are keen to play their part in helping hold the Scottish game navigate its way through the toughest period the sport has ever known. I mean, has that been dictated?
4: Yeah, they're by... going to gonna give the SPFL. All, all the SPFL clubs can get to use their car park free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can change in the dressing room and then walk to Broadwood for your game. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's just... I mean, you how can they help that the, the, that claim that they're trying to help the whole of Scottish football? Yet they want the leagues voided, so nobody gets any money. Ah, uh, it's mental. Anyway, it's right. absolute. Who who who's dictated that one to them? And no wonder nobody put their name on it. Oh, it's embarrassing.
1: Anyway, uh, enough. Uh, any other business? Uh, and I hope these two boys are doing well. Paul, uh, you uh, we better. You, we kind of wrap it up with you, uh, your shopping expedition. How was that? Oh yeah, I, I did, the, I did oh, the shopping one well, last night. when we when we booted you off the podcast, you went and did the shopping. Aye, was, I, just,
4: <laughs> I, I, went, I went and kind of sullenly walked walked around Morrison's last night. Uh, no, it was uh, it was quite surreal actually. It was it was what I imagine shopping after the zombie apocalypse will be like, or or shopping and goblin on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was strange. Everything's just strange just now. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're having the same experience in the States, but everything's just weird and you can see people are struggling to cope with it. So, you know, you just need to get your entertainment where you can.
1: Uh, well, you're certainly not getting it here, that's for sure. Rem, have you been out?
2: <laughs> Sorry? <laughs>
1: have you been out?
2: Uh, no, I'm, I'm going for a run after this. Oh, uh, great. My daily, my daily outing of fresh air.
1: Uh Me and the wee man are going for a bike run later on. Uh you're, we're, I was checking the rules here. You are allowed out as long as you cycle from home. You can't throw the bikes in the car and then go to no. a, a, a park. We're
2: kind of we're kind of the same, and, and we have to stay relatively local, local. So you can't just I'll drive up here and go for a run there. So I'm just going to run around to where I live. The uh, There's plenty of doing it. I've been seen seen out all day. There's a, a lot of people there got the old uh, goalers and Winfields out. Have they run for quite a while? I think uh, some of them might be the, the Rangers strips next year. <laughs> I, I, I
4: saw some, somebody put a tweet up quite somewhere saying you can tell tell the, the, the new runners for the old ones. You, you, the guys run around in Under Under Armour high vis, and the guys run out in Marseille away tops <laughs> and the <Adidas> slumbers. <laughs>
2: Well, I've I've seen some guys out here and it's like or you know some absolute belting uh, football shorts that you you know you haven't seen for a long time. Yeah and they're and they're, they're a tighter than they used to be on them that's for sure.
1: Anyway, fantastic stuff. I, as
2: I say, we say this every day. We are as you can
1: tell if you're reading out uh, passages from the Daily Record on a podcast, we're struggling. If anybody's got any ideas, uh, that we could maybe any subjects. Actually, Paul, you're in charge of the Twitter feed. Or The. Aye. the uh, can, 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 you want to do a Q&A a, or
2: something.
1: Let's have q and A. So we have q and A. Q&A? Let's yeah. do a and A tomorrow. I think we will getting got...
2: Hugh few burns on.
1: <laughs> 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 I, that, I, by the way, that's what it'll be like if the podcast continue to be like this. It'll be like
2: one of the Hugh, Hugh Burns Q and A. But, but why? Why did nobody in that crowd say to him what was the goalie doing? Aye, exactly. I mean, that, that's your obvious question. You've got to ask him
1: that. The uh, anyway, right? Uh, we'll do a Q and uh, I think we've got a couple of guests lined up for later in the week. Uh, we'll need to get Harry on. Oh, by the way, Harry's uh, nine in a row podcast. They started last night. The first one was out last night, nineteen sixty five to nineteen sixty six. And as you predicted, Remy, it's the uh, Saint is on doing it. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's uh, so uh, that should be. Uh, you'll probably find something wrong with it. Well, Steen was all right, but you know, you know, he could have done. <laughs>
2: He should have played three wingers.
1: <laughs> Love you, Saint, The Saint's one of my favourites. Uh, Tim's on Twitter, right, So I'll I'll put that in quickly before he starts. Uh...
2: That's probably going to be a Spangles controversy next year. <laughs> I, I think I think they'll have withdrawn something that he did you know one of his favourites and they've, they've withdrawn it and changed the recipe in Spangles. So it could that could fill an hour. My uh, my
4: my mate was at school with the same and and he's. He basically, says he was the same even as a kid oh, at school, <laughs> <laughs> contrary about everything. So, uh, it's uh, quite, quite interesting to see his Twitter personas, much like his real one, apparently. Ah,
2: oh, great, great guy, anyway. All the best, a really uh, nice guy. I've, yes. I've met him many times, he's a really good guy. Oh, I just just having a laugh, saying.
1: Uh, we really do love you, uh,
2: but anyway, but John
1: Steen, you should have played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this the Johnson fella, I'm not sure. He, no, he loves he loves Jinky. Right. Listen, Paul. Good to talk to you, Paul. Talk to you again Ging tomorrow. Good to you guys.
2: See you soon. Thanks. Speak to you tomorrow, guys. See you
0: later. Take